calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Welcome to this episode of our Take 15 series, Convergence of Accounting Standards, the US CAP and IFRS. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute, and we're here in Copenhagen, where our third European investment conference is taking place. I'm joined by Carl Debenham, who's an analyst for 33 years, and he's currently a senior director in global research at Bank of America Merrill Lynch Global Research. And Carl is responsible for valuation methodology and comparative accounting. Welcome, Carl. Thank you, Osman. So, uh, why don't you give us an example and explain where the accounting standards differ, the uh, GAAP, US GAAP versus the IFRS? US GAAP is very much rules-based. It's prescriptive. It's, it's driven by precedents. If it's in the rules, you're allowed to do it. The European system is very different and subtly different in that it is principles-based and that it's not just enough to comply with the letter of the law, you have to comply with the spirit of it as well. And this makes a very interesting and subtle difference between the two approaches. So if I were to ask you to give an example to explain the, this difference, what would that be? One example might of course be the US company Enron which got into a lot of trouble with liabilities that weren't, weren't apparently um, visible to the market. In fact, they were visible. They were recorded, but they were recorded in such impossible detail and with such high granularity, it was effectively impossible for any real reasonable analyst to actually discover and measure the full extent of its indebtedness. Enron had complied with the letter of the law in recording its accounts, but completely against the spirit, in my opinion. And of course, this led ultimately to disaster. I see. So what would be the benefits to the investors in general of the convergence between US GAAP and IFRS? The biggest benefit for investors is that they will be able to compare companies and make relative valuation on a much more consistent basis. At the present, most analysts use comparative valuation. They compare one stock with a peer group and they test it under certain measures, ratios and whatever. Sometimes though there are hidden differences in the construction of these uh, ratios that can possibly lead to distortions. And uh, making sure that we have a completely level playing field will eliminate those. So you've explained the benefits of the convergence, but are there obstacles to convergence as well? There are obstacles to it and these come effectively from human and social factors. We often um, are, all of us are aware that our own worlds aren't perfect, but of course we like to think that we know where those imperfections are. And if you come along and change them, I think, well, I don't know about the new rules, I know about the old. And of course, there's also a loss of the value of personal franchises. If you're an expert in the local rules, and now they're generally applicable, you've lost a large chunk of your potential to add value to your clients. So there are human and social forces to resist it. And how would this convergence affect the securities analysts? 
It's going to make life very difficult for the securities analyst as the change proceeds through. One day the rules have changed, another, sorry, one day the rules are, the systems are in one structure, the next will be on another. Analysts will have, the biggest difficulty will be that they will have to work to distinguish between, when the new figures are out, between changes in earnings, equity and so forth that arise from economic factors as opposed to what we call optical factors which arise simply from the changes to the rules. Quality is going to be much harder to measure, at least until people are useful to it. There's another couple of factors that people have to be aware of. Firstly, there's an awful lot of scope for people to manipulate the numbers on the occasion of first-time adoption. Um, it's not unreasonable, but the, the first year will represent a genuine discontinuity. So, for example, trends in margins or whatever, you, they're not going to be comparable. And I actually don't think it's worthwhile trying to reconstruct them on a pro forma basis. It might be in some cases, usually it won't be. But there's going to be an awful lot of extra work, an awful lot of extra... Um, uncertainty. Were those numbers really good? Well, I, uh, the world, we might see polarisation between those who agree that the changes were economic and those who are cynical of them. And on a mundane and practical note, we've got the real technical barrier that not all of the companies will adopt the same standards at the same time because of different year ends. So analysts are going to have to do a lot of work, at least in that first year, making absolutely certain that they're comparing multiples, for example, based on the new rules and at the same time with the old. And what does all this imply for equity valuations? I think it's definitely going to make cash flow based metrics uh, much more paramount, much more valuable. Cash flow statement is the most recent of the financial statements to be adopted generally, and I think it's very useful. It, it, it's laid out very clearly and explicitly, and uh, people generally have a lot of faith that cash-based measures are genuinely economic. There are one or two little changes. For example, in the USA, all interest has to be recognised in the operation, cash flow from operations, but under the IFRS system, there is a scope whether to put it in the operating section or in the investing and financial um, sections. So there's a little bit of fraying at the edges around there, but I think it's going to um, give the analysts a chance to settle down and do some much more rigorous work. So could you summarize your observations for me on convergence of accounting standards? I think we've got a great opportunity here to do something really useful. The advantages of consistent accounting will be manifold to a wide range of constituencies. It's going to be difficult to do it. It is a major administrative and, uh, and technical programs are required. When it's done, we'll be wondering why we didn't do it 20 years ago. Thank you, Carl, for joining us, and thank you for watching. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.